This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. We were just talking about (laughs) some of our notes for this episode and I wrote about Turkey. And then I was telling Allison, I'm like, I bet everyone thought that I went to Turkey and like got a nose job or like got something done. And I just want to clear the air. I did not. But I'm like kind of wondering if I should have got something done. Like I was like, should I just gotten my teeth whitened or something? It's so cheap. Yeah, because even people get like the hair. Like their hair done. Yeah. Yeah, like I could have got a haircut for like $2. (laughs) Like not $2, but like half the price. I'm like, what? Why did I not figure this out? Did you know that tattoos are like the same way? So when I was in the Netherlands, I was sitting with some people and they were talking about how, like one example, a girl got quoted 1,200 euros for a tattoo in the Netherlands. And then she got a few quotes in Portugal and the same tattoo was $350 in Portugal. And it was still a very talented tattoo artist. It's just like the cost of living and the prices are so different. So I feel Mm -hmm. like we all need to be considering because it's like you get a trip. It's the same... (laughs) (laughs) You, it's cheaper. 
even if you get the flight and accommodation. No, you do a whole trip and it's still, because specifically with like the things, because you sent me a TikTok about this girl who is planning a plastic surgery, turkey group trip. And I'm like, you're like, honestly, low-key brilliant. Like, good for her. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Because yeah, you, with what you would have spent to get like a boob job or nose job in the US, would literally pay for the trip. And that's what was her whole selling point. I'm like, wow. That is crazy. She's thinking double time. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) I was also just thinking Um, about, so before we hopped on, I was testing my microphone and I was going, peaches, 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 peaches. Because in podcasting, they call it popping your peas. And what else? Oh, right. You know, because the peas hit so hard. They do. And... When I used to work at Barry's, the other manager, he would always do the mic test. And whenever he would test the mic, like every night before opening it with a DJ, he'd always say, peaches, 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 peaches. To wow. Test it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I just had a little flashback. Maybe we, I should it's open like your, every episode. Well, I'll say it's like your TikTok or your reel. Isn't it funny how we all do certain things because of certain people? And that's one of them. It is one of them. You're right. I know. Like, I and, didn't even realize that that was why I just did that until I was like, wait, <laughs> cute. And we're all influencers in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Who is anyone particularly inspiring you right now? Just off the cuff, ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so enough with the nose jobs. Let's get deep. Let's get real. No, I know. What's inspiring me lately? I think I'm inspired by people who have very good routines in their life and like it makes their life easier. So I'm trying to make everything flow easier in my life with more routine. Mm. I feel like I've said that before on the podcast. But which we're going to be talking about more next month. Ooh, yes, we are. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're going to do an episode next month on the Sunday reset. So stay tuned for that because that is definitely what is tying into me saying this is I love a Sunday reset now. I would never do it. And I would see people post about, if you don't know, it's a Sunday reset is when you get your life together on Sunday so that you can have a great Monday. And it mostly involves like cleaning your house, maybe organizing what your week's going to look like. And I've become obsessed in the last few months. And I live religiously by the Sunday reset. Like I vacuum, mop, get my laundry in order, wash my sheets. Like there's a routine. And we're going to talk all about it next month, but I'm here for it. I love that. I'm excited to talk about it too. And how different our Sunday resets are. Yeah. I think I'm also inspired by people starting businesses. Like we love the girlies becoming entrepreneurs. I have a friend who's starting a non-alcoholic wine business and she just posted about that. I'm like, that's so cool. Look at all these people go. I am definitely inspired by people who have made it so all of their income can be completely remote. I was watching this Mm. YouTube video last night about this girl interviewing all of these uh, digital nomads in Bali and then just like asking what each of them did. And I was just like, I can literally easily do all those things. Not that, not like easily, but it's like we're basically doing it. The podcast is remote. You just sell guides. We already do that. I... (laughs) Yeah. Like I do my consultations, already do that. The Airbnb, all I need is a cleaner to help out and I can mm-hmm. facilitate more of that remote. And it's not that I don't want to be in Omaha and like have my life here, but like just the flexibility and freedom that like when I do want to take a trip or if I want to go do something or something comes up in my day-to-day life that I can just go work at any random coffee shop or like go take the trip without having to finish my work here. Mm-hmm. It's like just to have the option. Yeah. So nice. So that, I know. That's definitely been inspiring me. And that kind of ties into today's episode is how to prepare for a long trip. Because before I went to the Netherlands, I had like 48 hours of a 
laundry list of things that I had to do mm. before I could leave because my life is like not currently that remote. Yeah. Which like you just said, we'll get into in a second. Any other catching up? Mm. Any other housekeeping? <laughs> okay. This is kind of a fun story, but when I was on a walk the other night, I found these Tory Burch sunglasses just like on the ground, completely unscuffed, just in great condition. And I've just been wearing them. Wait, fun. I know. I kind of felt bad, but I was like, there. it was literally under a bridge. I was like, I don't think anyone's coming back. Mm. It's kind of near a concert <laughs> yeah. venue. And oh. so I'm guessing that maybe at some point someone went to into the show or out of the show and like drunken, drunkenly lost them or something. Yeah, I was going to say, how did they just end up? wherever you found them. That makes sense. What else has happened? Um, This morning, I was going to walk peaches as I do like every day. And Mm -hmm. when I tell you guys, I think that this woman is a figment of my imagination. It just, I feel like I'm living in a simulation with this lady. So like every time I go to walk peaches or I go outside, I see this lady. She's probably like 65, wears a ball cap, a t-shirt, blue jeans, has a knee brace, and her dog's name is Lindsay. (laughs) This morning, I was like, Karen and I always say, like, we're somehow always late to getting onto the microphone to podcast. It's a long thing. There's a lot of setup and I got to like get my water and my coffee and I got to get all the cords. And so I was like, I cannot see this woman when I go to walk peaches today because yesterday I was sitting outside enjoying the sun. She crosses the street to come over to me. And this is why I say it feels like a figment of my imagination. She acts like it's the first time we're meeting every time. And today I went to take peaches out right before hopping on. And I was like, if I see this woman and that dog Lindsay, like there's, and I was like, no, it's a weird (laughs) time. I was like, it's much later because I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. And so rather than taking peaches out at like eight, it was like, I took her out much earlier and then I was taking her out at like 10. So it was like different. And I'm like, okay, probably not going to see her. Nope. There she is. She's on the other side of the street. And I look up and I'm like, no. And from down the street, she's like waving her arm like, hey. And I just beeline it across the street. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I literally have, do you know they call these like NPC? (laughs) Yes. Yes. She's an NPC. I know, like she's in the same outfit, the same knee brace, like the same dog on the same streets. Like, (laughs) okay, I have an NPC in my life too. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) It's this lady. Oh my God. Every time I drive down this one street in my neighborhood, there is a girl who is always either running or walking. Always, every single day. I'm like, is this girl training for a marathon? She's always in like USA sunglasses or like one side is like stripes and the other (laughs) side is like the stars. I'm not making this up. I swear to God. And she is always walking. I, I need, I wish Connor was here. I want him to come on this podcast right now. I mean, like, we just want to know, like, what is this girl's story? Like, how are you just, it's like one in the afternoon on a Tuesday. How are you always walking? It's so trippy. Like, it doesn't maybe sound that interesting to you guys. You're like, oh yeah, a person. And, but as it's happening to you, you're like, this is There's the girl. so fucking weird. Like, how are they? It just, it's They're too much there. to be a coincidence. Like, I don't understand. And I've passed her so many times and she's like, smiles to me and like doesn't say anything. She just like smiles. And I just want to know, I'm like, what's, who are you? Are you an AI? Tell us. Like, what are you doing? It's so funny. I don't know. Yeah. You know how they do say that we have AI, you know, like living among us, which honestly, we could do a whole episode on this too. But there is alluding evidence now that the AI are sentient beings, that they have emotions now because it's like getting so oh smart. Oh my God. The, did you see the video of the robot? And he committed suicide. The, the robot what? did. Because he was so depressed. No. I did not see this. I don't know if I want to see this. I'm scared. 
But yeah, because I was like listening to, well, watching an episode on the Diary of a CEO podcast, but he like puts them on YouTube. And this guy was talking about how many examples of the robots having sentient thoughts. Sentient? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, they say like, that's what's supposed to set us apart is like, we're humans, we're sentient beings, the robots aren't. But then what happens when the robots become sentient? Like then they're, and in the same way, I couldn't get past it in my head, but I'm starting to get more on board with it now is like, we as humans like we have this carbon body right like we're we're here but like there's other things that we know are real that don't have the carbon body in the way that we do you know like Mm -hmm. viruses bacteria crazy things in the ocean and we're like oh yeah those are living things we just ai just doesn't have the carbon body but it's like it has a brain it's thinking through things it's making calculated decisions it has emotions so like where where do we draw the line like is the line that it has a carbon body form or is the line that it's sentient because if they're already sentient the only thing that's setting them apart is the carbon body it's crazy it's trippy man i try not to worry about ai but <laughs> more and more every day i'm learning things that concern me I think it's so interesting. I mean, if we can focus on the good things that will come, then that helps make it better. Last thing on the matter, I hope that they find a way that they can use AI to help with decisions that usually humans have bias around, that they can provide an unbiased solution. You know, like there's a lot of problems in the world. Hopefully AI can help us develop some creative solutions so that we can all live healthier, happier, great lives. But anyway... I'm sorry. I don't know how we got here. I don't know either, but I love it. I love an Allison rabbit hole unboxing. What was the book that you told me to read before we hopped on? Oh my gosh. I just reserved. I'm going to go pick it up today. The Midnight Library. It's supposed to be a really good book about how there's just so many choices you can make in life. And it's like, how do you know if that's the right one you're supposed to pick? What door? If you have five different doors of different lives you could live, like which door you're supposed to open and go down. And it was a trending video on TikTok specifically. I don't remember what brought up this point. I don't know what the video was about, but I just remember in the comments, everyone's like, Midnight Library, Midnight Library talks all about this. And the video had a lot of likes. So I feel like it was a little moment. So I feel like we should do an episode on the Midnight Library. The Midnight Library. Okay. And like the analysis paralysis or how do you know what life you're supposed to live? And like, we all have so many options. Yeah, kind of what led us to talking about it was I was like telling Kara, like God, I have like a lot of opportunities coming to me right now. And it's like, how do you decide which one you pick? Because there's no right or wrong decisions, just a choice Mm -hmm. that leads you down this path. And then you like suggested the book and how you can peek in and be like, okay, well, if I did this, it could unfold this way. And if I did this, it could unfold that way. And maybe a like a practice that I could do is if I could, if I wrote out some of these big opportunities, I could make each page like in a journal, like what I think that door could open to and be like, okay, if I did this, maybe my life would end up looking like this. And like on a different page, I could like write out the future of where I see some of those things going and be like, do I like how that looks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the hardest part of that topic, which I feel like I'm really excited to read this book, is that it's hard for anyone to give advice on that topic because no one's one ever in your exact position with the exact choices that you could have. So they can't really give you any advice from that perspective. But also, like you said, no choice is the wrong choice. So how how to give advice on the matter? It's it's a lot harder than any normal topic, I would say. So that's why I'm excited to read this book. Mm-hmm. 
And Allison's going to get it, too. Yeah, I'm going to scour the libraries here. Before it gets too (laughs) trendy and we have a wait list. I kind of feel like listening to my intuition is like what I need to lean into the most. And what usually hinders me or gets me in trouble is like, I feel like my intuition on my human design chart, my spleen, I think is what it is, is where your gut instinct is. And mine's defined. Like I've always had a strong intuition, but then Mm -hmm. my head gets involved and it like tries to Mm -hmm. like make sense of things and be like, but what about this? And then I fall away from the intuition. Then I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't need to get the logic involved. Like, just feel it out. Yeah, that's... I can relate to that. It's like having a gut feeling about something and then, no, well, X, Y, Z. Or like having those thoughts that talk you out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, any other updates? Or should we do Peaks of the Week? I'm good for Peaks. Yeah, well, I'm going to say my peak is a future peak because we're pre-recording this before this will be live, right? As this comes out, I'll be in California on a Visit California shoot and I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Wait, sick. I didn't know where you were going to be going. I was yeah. like, should I ask or should I let you say it on here? And I'm glad I let you say <laughs> oh, it on yeah. here. Cool. What part? I'm flying into San Francisco and I'm going to go two days early and hang out with my friend Lexi. Um, she was my friend from college and I'm going to go be with her for two days. So we're doing San Francisco now. Napa Valley. So we're in like wine country. It's going to be so cool. I've always wanted to go to Napa Valley. And then where else? We're ending in Sacramento. I feel like there's some, a lot of nature spots in between. It's like a road trip. I actually didn't produce this one. So I don't know the itinerary super well. I'm going as a social shooter. So I'm like filming Ooh. all these TikToks and reels for Visit California. Sick. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Thank you. That seems like a lot of what I'm doing lately. I just will be have done Visit Iowa the weekend before. That's where I'm going. I'll just have done Visit Iowa. I did the exact same thing for them of just getting social content like TikToks and reels. So very interesting. I love this for you but that's energetically you have been putting yourself out there as like wanting more of that so it's coming to you yeah so thank you yeah I definitely love this so I also feel like this is such a beautiful time of the year to visit California and like not that Mm. common of a time for people to go yeah because it's hard because it's like back to school and activities and are kicked right back up so yeah I think it's gonna be gorgeous Honestly, I feel like fall travel is so underrated. Like it's, you don't get the blistering heat. You don't get the tourists. Mm -hmm. Like it's just mild and beautiful. And the places are usually more affordable because it's not high tourist season. And Mm -hmm. I remember in college, you know, there's like fall break for like a couple of days. I always took a fall break trip. Okay. Yeah. That's really nice. I agree. Like Connor does his family vacation. His family does their family vacation every fall. Like, I think it's a great time. Yeah. So if you guys are listening and thinking that you need to wait till next summer to plan this extended trip, you can go next week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you though. Like, it is good prices and beats the crowds. What's your peak of the week? My peak of the week is that I'm adding dance into my morning routine, which is very... not normal for me. I I don't have a rhythmic bone (laughs) in my body, but the last few mornings, like I just, since I feel like I'm always changing how my life setup is, but currently my kitchen table is my desk because I have to do this thing with the room and between the Airbnb and my other room, I got to get another door so that I can have my office back. It's a long story, but for now, Mm -hmm. probably like a week, my desk is the kitchen table. So my laptop is there. And so when I've been making my morning coffee, I was like, oh, I'll just like turn a little Spotify on and like Normally, Mm -hmm. I'm stretching in the morning. Like, I'll, like, let peaches out and either stretch on the deck or, like, while I'm waiting for my 
hot water to heat up. And then having the music on, I just was like, wait, it feels so good to like dance stretch in a much more Mm -hmm. like fluid way. And oh my God, it's put such a pep in my step and I've been waking up way earlier. I don't know what it is. I'm just like loving mornings right now and how quiet they are. And I always go through these periods where I like become a four or 5 a.m.er for like a few days and then I end up sleeping in and ruining it. But I think I'm mm. going to try to keep this stint going as long as I can. And it's really the p.m. It's making myself get to bed. Yes. But I'm taking yes. magnesium for the first time in my mm-hmm. life. And I think that's been the key because I actually fall asleep. Magnesium's great. Oh, my God. I've also read that you should take two servings Mm -hmm. the day before you're supposed to get your period. And that's, like, really supposed to help. Well, I don't know about, like, sleeping, just, like, period symptoms. Well, I think something about... Because my container tells me to take three a night. Or just like two of whatever you're serving as. Double your serving. Okay, okay. So then maybe that'd be six. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's like a lot. lot. <laughs> that, that is a lot. I'm kind of scared. I think in order to get the dose of magnesium you need, you just have to take a lot. Yeah, okay. But that's great. I, with you, I love a good morning, but I, if I don't, like, I cannot go to bed. Like, I just love reading in bed. And like, I'll, especially now that we're on a reading kick, like, I just want to read in bed. And then it's like 1130. I'm like, frick, now I can't get up at six. I know. I need eight or nine hours of sleep. That's a non-negotiable for me. I just, this is taking me back to like, why do we have to sleep? Because like, I love how, <laughs> I love how cozy oh my God, and The easy. OG of the podcast. I know, I'm you're back. like, I can't. I need like four hours. I'm good. Oh my God, my phone right now, it's still, I'm in a not sleeping era. It like I think my average right now is 4.51 in the last two weeks. <gasps> oh my God, guys, I'm back on your fine. robot era. No, I'm fine. I'm thriving. It's like, I honestly think there's a correlate to how excited, motivated, and inspired I am because like, I don't set an alarm. Like I wasn't setting an alarm for four or five. Like I just wake mm. up and I feel like if I wake up and I'm refreshed, like immediately my brain gets going and I'm excited and I'm like, I just got to, I got to go tackle the day. Like, wow. But when I'm not doing as well and I'm like, eh, I'll sleep another hour. Yeah. No, I think the ideal for me is like to get eight or nine hours of sleep, but also be waking up at six and like actually get up at six and not sleep another hour. But I I, I have to get the minimum. But I love this for you. Like, I mean, everyone operates their own way. I don't, I don't even think like you could be a five hour sleep person. That's how some people are. Do you think there's like a sleep test thing that you could do? Definitely. Like where you could do a sleep study. Yeah. Like I can have someone tell me like, no, bitch, you are so unhealthy and your body is dying. (laughs) We need to get you more sleep. Or if they're like, honestly, you're great. I mean, for sure, at least the whoop band has that. Have you ever done, or an aura ring? But I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know that they'd give you a sleep score, but that might not be customized to you and what you are like. So very interesting. Let us know. Because see, the problem is looping it a little bit back to the top is like, I love (laughs) nights. Like nights are so calm and cozy and feel like snuggle up in a blanket and you're like reading and you got the candles, the whole thing. But then I love mornings, like before people are up. So like, how am I supposed to have both every day? There's just... I know. Because night doesn't hit the same at 8 or 9 p.m. It like hits at like 11 or midnight. I know. And mornings... I love the silence of the night. Yeah. And the silence of the morning. Like the (laughs) 8 or 9 a.m. in the morning does not hit like 5, 6. That's so true. But I want both. I guess the solution (laughs) is to become nocturnal. There we go. And to stay up all night. Like, that's literally a solution. But I actually don't think that's the solution either because, like, apparently if you're nocturnal, like, 
you just have horrible health issues. Yeah. So I don't know. I think your circadian rhythm is like way too off. <sighs> Maybe AI can create a way that we can get all of the benefits of sleep without having to, you know how like iPhone chargers got faster. You can make like a supercharger. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can put a little helmet on my head where I can get a full eight hour sleep in one hour. Just like a quick boot. And I feel like I always have to disclaim when I talk about me not sleeping. I'm not encouraging this. I'm not saying you should do it. You guys should all get sleep. Don't be like me. I'm not me when I don't sleep. That's normal. Yes. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often, but I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week and I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next Next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. All right, real quick, we want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. We absolutely love Factor. I cannot even tell you how delicious these meals are, guys. And I just love that you just throw it in the microwave. It's ready in two minutes. I've had some crazy busy weeks lately. and all my free time, I'm wedding planning. I'm trying to eat right for my wedding. And 
Factor makes it so easy to do that. They have high protein meals, which I love. I'm trying to hit those 30 grams of protein every single meal. And Factor meals do that time and time again. They have delicious snacks, smoothies, and more. I love the coffee and chocolate breakfast smoothie. It's a protein smoothie and it is so delicious. I just can't tell you enough of how good and delicious Factor is. It's seriously the real deal. And if you guys use our code ALREADYFRIENDS50, you'll get 50% off. Again, that is ALREADYFRIENDS50 for 50% off your first order. And that's at factormeals.com. So go to factormeals.com slash ALREADYFRIENDS50 to give Factor a try for yourself. It's seriously so worth it. And we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. Okay, your guys' peaks. Yes. This one from Haley is so cute. She said, hosted a murder mystery party for my book club. I love that. That is so cute and so October appropriate. Cute. Allie said, I got to paint pottery with my friend this week that I've really been missing. I hope you guys had a great time. And Reese said, shot cold and edited an entire elopement in a day. Quickest turnaround ever. Dang, look at you perfecting your craft. We love to see it. And Tori said, exploring my new home after I moved across the country. Hope that move went well and enjoy your new place. That sounds amazing. Okay, getting into the nuts and bolts of the how to prepare for a long trip. We sectioned this off into a few talking points. We're going to talk about packing, preparing your home life, preparing your mental space, and preparing the finances. I think those were the big four, right? Did you have any other Yeah. No, yeah. And then just like random tips because I just have so many random thoughts with planning and preparing for a long trip. And I can, if they didn't fall in any of those buckets, I'll save them for the end. Perfect. And this comes to be because as of now, when this episode goes live, we'll be on our way to Costa Rica and we just got back yes. from long trips and we're going on all these trips. So mm-hmm. this is what's resonating and happening in our lives. And we were like, you know, we should probably talk about this because it's not just something you whip out in an hour, like to prepare to be gone for like a week to two weeks, three weeks. Like there's a lot that really goes into that. Yeah. I literally leave October 4th and I won't get back till the 30th. So I'm just going back to back to back to back. So I'm literally have just prepared and I'm taking everything that I learned for you guys right now. So yeah, should we go right into packing? Packing. Yes. I feel like this is the obvious place to start, but oddly enough, I won't even say that I think packing is like the most important. It is a big part of it, but I feel like people really over focus on packing Mm -hmm. and forget that like you can buy things along the way. Like there (laughs) are, unless you're going to some insanely remote region of the world that has like absolutely nothing. If you forget something, people also probably live in that destination that also, you know, (laughs) buy toothbrushes and clothes, like you can get Mm -hmm. them there. So I always try to pack light. My rule is that I will never put my extender Mm -hmm. on when I'm at home departing because I want to give myself space to shop. And I feel like, you know, it's like a tent. When you buy the tent, it fits in that tiny little bag and then it's never going to go back in that same bag. That is the suitcase. Like you leave your house and it fits and then it never fits back like that again. Yeah. Okay. I have a good, I agree with you. I will not leave it extended. I'll try to save that for the way back. I have a also a crazy suggestion and this is for international flights because I like to fly only carry on lately. There's just been so many messed up 
checked bags. Literally every TikTok I see. Bags lost, bags lost. So I feel like flying there, for me, I'm all about doing care and only. But I've been bringing, I feel like I've said this on the podcast already. So if I already did, I apologize. But bringing a duffel bag that folds flat in your carry-on. Like I have this black duffel and I'll just like check that on the way home. So I'll fill that up with stuff that I buy. If you're going on a long trip and you want to buy stuff, find a way to fit a bag that you can check. Because usually, I say it for international flights, usually you get a free checked bag so it doesn't cost you anything mm-hmm. to bring it back. But you don't have to worry about losing it on the way back because if it gets lost on the way back, they'll just ship it to your house. That's a great pro tip because yeah, like the duffel bag, you can make it small enough to fit in there. But like you would never bring a whole empty checked bag just to lug around. No. Like that would be so excessive. Yeah. And the one that I have is literally like a tote that zips closed. And I would take that to the beach because I, I did this for the first time in Turkey. And I like brought it to the beach and put stuff in there. So it was also like a little take around bag too. Yeah. Like a day messenger bag type of thing almost. Yes. Cool. Okay. What are your thoughts on shoes? How do you pack and choose shoes? Yeah. I wrote down that that's like the area where you got to be so picky, like three shoes tops, like a sandal, a sneaker and a boot. Like that's all you get. Yeah. What do you think? I know. I mean, four max for me. Like I try to find a good flat sandal that can look dressed down or dressed up. Mm -hmm. So I really like the big puffy ones that are really in right now because I feel like it can be casual or you could wear it with like a skirt and cute tank out for a nice dinner. But just try to find ones that are like flat and can sit in your bag really well. But yeah, where sometimes I don't even want to bring tennis shoes. I'm like, I'd rather not work out than to waste another cute pair of shoes. But I always wear tennis shoes on the plane. I'm with you. Like a, a pair of boots and then like one to two small flat shoe. The new balances that I got recently were the best purchase that I've made in the last decade. I'm Mm. not even joking because same, I always had like Brooks or Nikes that were like just workout shoes and like they'd look okay for like errands at home, but like I would never fucking wear them with jeans. And these new balances that I got, I should have pulled the trigger so long ago because they looked so good with literally everything that I wore. And everything that I wear in my day-to-day life, like they look good with sweats, they look good with cargos, they look good with khakis, jeans, Mm -hmm. dress slacks, like they're just perfect. And I got them in like a, the sea salt color. So it's kind of like gray, beige cream. And they were perfect because I could also walk and work out, wear them with everything. And I feel like that's the hack because same, I would always do such debate. Like, am I actually going to work out or could I just go to a yoga class? Mm Mm-hmm. This way, you can do both. Oh my God. Okay. I think I need a pair then because to save one pair of shoes just for the working out and cute combined, that actually is major. Yeah. I don't like know what I used to do in like abroad trips. What was I wearing? Because you're also walking around a lot and boots take up so much room, but like it's usually too elevated to be wearing like Birkenstocks around everywhere. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, what was I wearing? No, I would just always have a pair for working out and always have like a pair, just a white tennis shoe or like an Adidas casual one that was not for working out. No, do you remember you and I had those same white chunky sneakers? Oh yeah, the dad's shoes from Target. Yeah. Not comfortable, but they were cute. Oh my God. That was like when we first became friends and it's because we had the same (laughs) shoes. That's so that was the funny. only reason. Yeah, those those were donated. Those were stinky. Mine were gross. Yeah, same. We wore those shoes. 2019, I was in those shoes 300 days of the year. Same. And then I basically bought like the same pair in Colombia. I think it was with you. Yes, on the way back. And remember, I got two different sizes. Oh, yeah. Because I tried to replace them. And they, oh my they gave me like 
a nine and like a oh, five. Yeah. Like they weren't even, not even one no, of those. That was my terrible. Size. <laughs> was- that was terrible. And they were like cheap, so it was fine. But oh my God. Yeah, you pulled one out and it was like a clown shoe. It's the other one. <laughs> You're like, who's working there? How did this happen? This like makes no sense. And you think you can't even <laughs> donate them because who, who wants <laughs> one size one shoe? shoe. Okay, now I'm just going to say this because I'm going to forget. This is a good long trip tip that I saw on TikTok. If you are someone who forgets things in the hotel room, like your passport or your wallet, and you put it in the safe, if you ever use the safe in your hotel room, always put one of your tennis shoes in the safe because you'll never leave your room without one of your tennis shoes. Mm, Yeah, like your main shoe that you're wearing. Yeah. That is a good one. Because you wouldn't go to the airport like you're like, where's this other shoe? Oh, it's in the safe. <laughs> There's my passport. That is a good so, one. I, our stinky feet talk remind me of that tip. <laughs> I should probably get better about using the safe. I don't know if I ever have. I debate whether or not it's actually safe because don't they have the keys behind the front <laughs> desk? Like, okay, this is kind of related. And also now we're just, fuck the outline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in Europe, there's probably this in the other continents, but they have these locker luggage storage things. Like you can mm-hmm. just use this app, drop your luggage off for $5 a day. So like, let's say you flew into Paris, but you you couldn't, it was like 9 a.m. and you couldn't get to your Airbnb till 3 p.m. You could just leave your luggage, go sightsee. Or let's say mm-hmm. you wanted to take a day trip outside of Paris, but you couldn't check into your Airbnb or you didn't want to take your whole bag on that day trip. You could leave your main luggage at the storage locker and take like a day bag. So when I was in Harlem, they didn't have accommodation for one of the nights on Saturday night of my time. But I was like checking out Friday, checking back in Sunday. So I just had to go down to Delft, this other city for one night. And so I just left my luggage and that's probably insane of me. But I even like left my passport and all of my belongings and just took like (laughs) a literal backpack and it was fine. Yeah, They have like a $3,000, I think. um, I'm sure they're all a little bit different, but uh, insurance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's, I love the lockers. That's a great tip too. If you're preparing for a long trip, one thing, I guess we can, we'll stick up packing, but <laughs> yeah, the lockers are great. We did to Florence, explored the whole day, got a locker. Well, I used Bounce. Have you ever heard of Bounce? I have not it's heard of like, Bounce. It's another app and it's basically hotels can, it's the same thing. You pay six zero and you can go into a random hotel or a random store. And they have them in New York City too. I used it in New York City back in like 2016, 2015. And you basically just pay them and they just hold it behind the counter. So it's kind of, it's pretty sauce, honestly, but like it's always worked for me and they cover it with insurance too. So, but yeah, you just pay $5 to put your luggage behind a restaurant counter or like all these different places. It's like Airbnb, but for behind a front desk. Hang on. I need to sign myself up for this so people can bring yeah. their luggage to me if they're going to College World Series, yeah. the zoo, a concert. Yeah, it's literally like $5. It's wow. great. And I mean, if you think about it, like if someone's going to be leaving their luggage, it's probably like partially your dirty clothes. So like what? Yeah, the like, restaurant why? workers just going to like rip open your suitcase and like dig through your stuff. And I don't know, no. not likely. Like, what are the odds? Also just take your valuables. Like yeah. don't be dumb if you're like that concerned. Yeah. Okay, other packing tips before we go on to the next one. Um, I mean, two obvious ones, but the rolling method and the packing cubes like actually really, really, really work. On the way back, I had to wear two shirts 
and three coats onto the airplane. I was like, they are not (laughs) going to let me on. Like I was so, I had secondhand embarrassed for myself because I had like a long coat underneath because that was like the lightest weight one, but it was the longest like underneath another hoodie and then a big coat. Like they were three of the most different vibes of coats, but I bought all of them when I was there and I could not leave them. But my suitcase was already exploding. And the only thing that even saved me because I was like, I for sure am going to have to donate stuff or mail some stuff home. But I rolled things so, so, so tight and even Mm. put clothes and socks and stuff like inside my other shoes and Mm -hmm. inside any area of like a purse that had like half an inch, something was getting rolled in there. And I spared it. It worked. That's great. I love that tip. Wear stuff under the plane. They can't stop you. No. (laughs) And I even had um, this other thing like wrapped around my neck as like a scarf. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're traveling in the winter, like I can't, I can't do just carry on in the winter. I'm such a hypocrite. Like how? (sighs) So hard. I don't even have a full size. I guess I haven't done it. So I don't know. I kind of similar to your duffel bag thing, but a few years ago, my ex and I went to Paris and Amsterdam and Switzerland for Christmas. So it was full send cold. And I bought so much that just like at a random street vendor, I bought another suitcase and it was a shitty suitcase. Cause do you remember that's the one I took to Columbia and it broke and I had to leave it with that random person. But it did make it back the first time. That's so funny. So I like your duffel bag yeah. hack way better because it's honestly, not I definitely shared that on like a month ago podcast. But if you didn't hear that one, there you go. And I'll link, I'll link that duffel bag. It's it's great. Random tips for me, and then we'll go to how to prepare your house. Oh, I always like to bring a pair of sweatpants that I know I'm gonna wear on the plane home. I know that might be a waste, but I just don't want to assume like I would just hate to wear dirty pants on the plane like sweatpants so I always try to leave one pair that I'm just sleeping in or just not getting too sweaty or gross in for on the way back just in case I don't have access to laundry oh also always check the weather beforehand I know that makes that seems so obvious but we packed for Amsterdam not checking the weather and we were just a little cold like Allison said you can always buy stuff there and I always like to bring a rain jacket if I think it's gonna be raining because I feel like you're never mad you have a rain jacket but you're mad if you're getting wet and getting rained on so get a good rain jacket similar to the rain jacket I always bring a hat because if you end up where you can't shower wash your hair because either like you have to check out or like you ended up going to some yoga class after checkout or you end up swimming like or on the flight home you're just a rat like a hat is yes key and then I always bring a backpack as my mm-hmm. personal bag on a plane because I can't go anywhere without my laptop. And I just feel like the backpacks yeah. are so handy. Although I am in the market for a new backpack, I think in general, I just love having the yeah. backpack. I'm with you. I'm like a backpack carry-on. That's the best combo. Mm-hmm. Plus yep. a fanny pack. But sometimes they make you take your fanny pack off and put it in the backpack. I'm like, y'all need to chill out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're like, that's a, a third item. You're like, this is I'm an like, this oversized is- wallet. <laughs> It's an oversized wallet. Also, women don't have pockets because men are sexist and built our closed out pockets. So I need a fanny pack, okay? True. <laughs> Leave me alone. True, true. Okay, I'm going to totally shamelessly plug the Mandarin bags. Like they're, that's mm-hmm. the fanny pack company that I work with. I have one, two, I have five. Five fanny packs from them, a wallet and a coin purse. And I love them. And mm-hmm. the my affiliate link is in my bio. And I think it's Allison Weddick 15 for 15% off, but they are the best fanny packs. They're like, it's woman owned. They're ethically made in 
Bali, all the things. And they just last so well. And kind of, they're like the new balance version for me of the fanny packs because they're Mm -hmm. like casual enough that you could like take it on a hike. Like when I was in Joshua Tree, like totally took them hiking, but like elevated enough that you can go into the city and like wear it with a cute outfit. Wow. That's great. They just need to make backpacks and then I would be set. (laughs) And then you know where you're getting your backpack from. Maybe someday. Yeah. Okay. How do you prepare your house for a long trip? What are some of the things on your to-do list? Preparing my house is why I did not sleep before I left because I just, Mm. I have to have everything spotless before I leave. Like coming home, okay, you with the sweatpant thing is like me to the house. Like Mm -hmm. I just could not come home to a messy house and a dirty towel or dirty sheets because after you've been traveling and you've been all over and airplanes are disgusting. Like no matter how clean I am when I get onto an airplane, I come out and I'm like, I just got ran over by a car. Like, why is my hair so Mm. greasy? Why is, why am I breaking out? Like, why am I disgusting? I didn't even touch anything. Mm -hmm. And so I need to get home from the airport and immediately, like I might be a psychopath for this, but I'm unpacking everything immediately, getting all of my clothes off my body. These clothes are not about to touch anything in my clean apartment, into the laundry, shower, into my clean sheet. I think that makes so much sense. Like, I cannot stand when I come back to a messy house. It's just like the worst feeling ever. Yeah, because I feel like you already, after a trip, are kind of like, all right, I'm probably a little behind with work and some personal life things. So the last thing you want to do is have to add cleaning Mm -hmm. to that. Ew, no. What are you (sighs) you thinking? Definitely think clean sheets. That's great. I would say just some random things for, well, luckily for me when I'm gone, Connor's usually here. So the house is being taken care of. But if he's not here, we make sure to text a neighbor to watch out for our house. So also then when you're on your trip, get yourself a little gift for that neighbor because something local from where you are. So like we got our neighbor olive oil from Italy and some chocolates from the Netherlands for watching our house. But yeah, uh, have your post office. I know he's he's happy about it. So that was great. Have your post office hold your mail because that can get backed up real fast. Okay, big one. Uh, this doesn't apply to me. I don't have a garage. But if you have a car with a garage clicker in it, make sure that is not in your car. If your car is like parked in the driveway or you park your car at the airport with the garage clicker in there, have you seen the stories of people getting their car? Like people go to the airports, find cars with clickers. They break into them and then they figure you're out, they see on your registration where your address is. They drive to your house and they rob your entire house. Oh my God. <laughs> this happened in Utah. This family came home from like a week long vacation. Their house had been ransacked and it happened like six days earlier because they parked in the airport parking lot and they left their garage clicker on, which opens their garage door. And then the people just went to their house and like spent like a whole day taking everything, <gasps> every single thing they own. See, I just feel like that wouldn't happen in the Netherlands going off of last week's episode. (laughs) But like how, that to me, I feel like a lot of times when you hear of people getting things lost, stolen, whatever, it's like, okay, you didn't do your due diligence, but like who thinks to take their garage clicker out of the car at the airport? I don't know why, but like, I feel like it was when we did have a garage where I, when I was living in Omaha at my parents' house, like I always would hide it when I parked anywhere because I was so scared. I don't know if I had also heard a story, but ever since I was driving, I've always known to hide your clicker because that could happen. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. I guess I just haven't lived somewhere with a garage like since my parents' house like a decade ago. So I don't really know that was a thing. Yeah, and the other tip 
tip with that was, I don't know. Oh, this is another tip. If you're going on a long trip and you live at a house or an apartment, just any random life tip, make sure at some point while you're living at your house or your apartment that you go and take a video of your entire apartment and every single thing you own. Because if there's ever a fire while you're gone or God forbid a tree falls on your house or something, you need a video of every single thing in every drawer and every nook, every cranny, because you'll forget what you own. And when you have to file for insurance, you'll forget about the $300 massage gun you had or like the random hard drives that added up to $1,000. Like there's all these things in your house that I've I've heard like just to go through one day, take a 10 minute video, save it to Google Drive and just have that. No, that's so smart. Yeah, I have yet to do it. So I'm preaching something that I don't practice, but I will do that soon. And I'll tell you guys when I do it, but it's a very good thing to have. That'll make you feel a little reassured, at least for like insurance purposes and stuff, if something were to ever happen. And maybe if you have to leave your car outside your house, probably taking photos of your car that like, because yeah. I remember when you and I went to Columbia, remember that my car got towed because they decided to clean that street. It was not on a street that it should ever have gotten towed from. And the tow yeah. company completely scraped up my bumper and said that they weren't liable. And I had no proof that they did it. But if I had taken a photo of how my car looked before I left, then I could have proved that. Yeah. And kind of similarly of you talking about uploading it to drive, I hide it somewhere better than me, but somewhere hide all of your numbers, like your passport number, your social security number, some extra card numbers, something so that if you were to get those things stolen, you have extra copies of what your driver's license looks like or whatever. Because then when you have to go mm-hmm. renew those, it's much easier if you have some form of those, yeah, even something. if it's digital. Definitely. Okay. How do you plan for the finances for a long trip? I don't that much, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I feel like when I'm traveling, I'm just doing my regular life still. And it had like a flight involved. So I don't really feel like I spend that much more traveling than I do in my day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like you, when I'm traveling, I just use my travel credit card. So there's never bank notifying that needs it. Usually I still, with my debit card, will put on the travel notice because if I were to have to go to the ATM, then I could get cash out. But I feel like I just use my travel credit cards for everything. Yeah, that's really nice. I feel like that's definitely been the same for me. And internationally, the Visa, my Chase Sapphire Preferred gets accepted more than my Amex. Mm -hmm. But also get a fee free debit card because previously when I had needed cash, I would use my just regular banking debit card from the US, which was Wells Fargo. Now I use Discover and they would charge me $250 every time I would withdraw money, a Wells Fargo charge. And then I would get an ATM charge from that ATM. I now have a debit card that's free international withdrawals anywhere in the world and they'll reimburse you for the ATM fee as well. Wow. So yeah, I it was after Turkey. I spent like six $60 in ATM fees. And I was like, never again. This is terrible. I'm fixing this right now. And I was like Googling like fee-free international debit cards. I found one with Charles Schwab and just applied and got it. And yeah, that's been a life changer. Wow. Okay. You saying that about Turkey, which means you obviously needed to get cash out a lot. I would mm-hmm. say a good financial preparation thing to do is to figure out how that local economy works wherever you're going. Because like yeah. in the Netherlands, like they do not accept cash literally anywhere. Like even wow. if I try to pay cash, the only place is the grocery store. You like have to pay cash or like the local debit card. But like if I try to pay cash at a coffee shop, they looked at me like, hello, it's 2023. Use your Apple Pay. What are you doing? Yeah. But then you go to some places and it's like cash only. And so, so 
I do feel like at least just knowing what type of currency you're going to be mostly spending if it's card or cash is like a good thing to prepare for. No, definitely research this because I feel like I always just assume that the cheapest way to get cash in a country is to use a debit card. And I think I think that's like a general safe assumption that using a debit card, going to a bank ATM, not just like a for-profit ATM, go find a bank ATM in that foreign country and get money out. That's probably going to be your best exchange. But then I went to Turkey and I found out while I was there that the best way to get money here was to bring your currency, mm-hmm. like to bring US dollars, bring a thousand dollars and exchange it in the markets was the best way to get cash. I'm like, oh, I did not prepare enough for this. Like, so it does change with where you go. So definitely research the best way to get cash for that destination because it might not be the debit card thing. And some places it's easier to swap the currency than others Mm because I kind of thought the same with going to the Netherlands. Like I took 500 cash, was planning to put it all in euros and then didn't even have to do that. I think I swapped at the train station like 40 bucks just to have some. Um, But then there's other countries where you go to and it's like a little harder to find a place where you can get a fair trade on the currency. You like have to shop around and like there's scalpers sometimes right outside the airport or the train stations to like that have a really bad rate and you like got to go to the other place and in one destination doing it at the airport or the train station is the best exchange rate. So it mm-hmm. it's I feel like it's not streamlined. Yeah. No, I know. Like when we were in Prague, we had $100 of Prague money left. It's like not, it's not the euro. And we were going to Amsterdam and I was like, let's just go buy something. Like, I don't want to exchange this. I don't know a good exchange place here. And I was like, mom, just go buy something. And then she came back. She's like, I exchanged it. And I was like, no. But then (laughs) we did the math and it was like actually the exact fair value. And I was like, they didn't charge you a fee. She's like, no. I'm like, then how how does this work? How do they make money? Because it was exactly what Google currency said was the fair rate for euros. euros. So I was very confused. (laughs) I was like mad at first. I'm like, Lolo, no, those are like big scams usually, but it wasn't. So that's why you got to do your research. Yeah. See, that's so interesting. Yeah. Everywhere you go, never know what you're going to get. Yeah. They gave her a fair rate. Well, I love that for her. Um, I know. Go Lolo. She's she's always right. Honestly, we always make fun of her, but then she's usually right. So, okay. Mental preparation. Anything that you feel like is good to prepare yourself for, for those long trips? My big two are my noise canceling AirPods. Could not mm-hmm. go anywhere without them now. They're like my security blanket, basically. And you guys know I have misophonia, which when you're in small spaces like on a bus or a train and someone or an airplane is doing something weird with the sounds, those headphones like really help cancel that out for me. And then bringing a journal and a pen writing is like the number one thing I feel like that helps my mental health. And it's very grounding for me. Like if I'm starting to get stressed, it's like, okay, just do a brain dump in the morning, do my my gratitude pages. And I feel like a journal doesn't take up that much room, like just slide it into your backpack or the suitcase. And it's really helpful to have a pen on a trip because sometimes you like have to fill out forms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would always recommend bringing a pen anyway. But for me, having a journal is like a small slice of home that I can have with me that keeps me grounded without like taking up a lot of room. Yeah, I agree on journal and pens. I have like three pens in my bag always. You never know. Overprepared. For me, I would say kind of mental. I guess we've always talked about this and I feel like this, this is something that you brought up first is that just know what you want to get out of the trip and prepare or plan for that in advance if it's needed. So if you're going 
to a country to honor your heritage and to see different museums or something related to your religion or heritage, make sure that you don't need to like book anything in advance. Because if you're going on a trip for a certain reason and you don't plan ahead, you might not be able to fulfill that reason that you're going there. So I feel like it's special with activities. So for example, if you want to go to the Anne Frank house in Amsterdam, you have to plan that at least six weeks in advance. Tickets sell out. I think they get dropped six weeks or five weeks in advance. And then if you don't get it that day that it drops, you can't go. Like They sell out. So if there's any must-do activities that will make your trip the reason that you want to go on the trip, like if you want to go to Costa Rica and do a yoga retreat and you just show up and you hope you can find one, like <laughs> that might not work out. So I feel like prepare with those activities that might not be there if you don't pre-plan, but also research your destination, like we're saying. And maybe it does work out to do last minute. Like for the Galapagos, a lot of people there were spending like $6,000 on a 12-day, 14-day cruise around all the islands. Apparently, if you go there and go down to the marina the day before it leaves, you can get it down to like two or three K. So again, research the place and find out what works best. Like people that had paid over half the price, you know, you can get it so much cheaper there last minute. And then, yeah, just write down maybe a bucket list or to-do list of what you want to do when you're there. Because once you're down on the ground on your trip, you could totally forgot that you wanted to get a picture from each city that you went to, or you wanted to buy a print or get a tattoo or something. I don't know. You just definitely forget. So I feel like make a bucket list or make a list for every city. I love those. Um, Do you have any places online that when you're researching, say, to find out that you could go down to the marina in Ecuador? Where do you suggest? I I love watching a good YouTube video about a destination. And like for Costa Rica, the first time I went there, I was painting my house, but I just had my AirPods in and I had my YouTube app open. So I was just listening. But I feel like YouTube videos that explain destinations are usually done really well. And they give a lot of those tips because it's at a longer pace. And then I can just like listen to it. Um, Blog posts. TikToks. Oh my gosh, TikTok has so much good info. That's where I found out about Turkey and that the best way to exchange money was at these markets of just exchanging your cash. So yeah, any of those sources. What about you? Love. Yep. Same. And like within those, the comment section as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many good blogs about that have tips for all the destinations. So I like checking those out. For finding cute places at a destination though, I try to find like an influencer or someone who lives there mm. and like check the places that they tag. Like when I went to Zandvoort, it's this little beach town. I looked at the tagged photos of this cute coffee shop I found, found someone that had done a beach trip there, looked through the album that they posted and then looked at all of the places that they went to during their little beach trip that they had tagged and then went mm-hmm. to Google Maps and like looked them up. And there was this place called Ubuntu that I like hadn't found that I only found from the tagged photos of that album of the other place. So it was like kind of like a little rabbit hole, but... Oh my God, that was stunning. That little beach restaurant. Right? Like I would have been... So cute. Really sad if... And like... It wasn't (laughs) popping up. I don't know. Like... Yeah. Could have been new. Yeah. Kind of speaking with technology, do reassure yourself though that like you can find a lot on the ground. Like once you get there by... Asking the barista, ask someone on the plane next to you, ask someone on the sidewalk outside, ask your waiter, your waitress, or like once you get there, you still have time. And like if things are starting to go wrong, like at any point, you can just like stop and like pause and be like, okay, you know what? The weather is not how we wanted today. What can we do instead? Or you know what? We missed our train. For example, Emma and I, 
we were going to do a boat tour because we just wanted to. And there was one at 5.15 and we were dumb and we started talking and then we didn't book it. And you can't book it up within one hour. And so then it became 4.15 and we couldn't book Mm. it anymore. And so then we were like, oh shoot, what should we do now? And we're like, you know what? Let's just like go get some groceries. Let's go to Vondel Park. Like let's have a picnic. And like rather than dwelling on the fact that like we missed it and like not capitalizing on like our last evening together, it's like, okay, what could we do instead? Because like you are going to miss things. It's not always going to go as planned and how you react to things going wrong while you're traveling, I feel like is what will make or break your experience. Yeah. And that could be leading you to something that's going to be more fun or more fulfilling. So yeah. Okay. Rapid fire. Any other quick tips? Okay. Another thing before I go on a trip sometimes, like, or if I'm deciding to book a trip, I will like get in my head and think that I don't need the trip. And maybe this is a common experience where it's just like, I don't know if we need the vacation or like, maybe we should save money. Maybe we should not go on the trip or like, I have this other thing that I would have to miss if I went, like all of the reasons to not go. And for me, like it's so easy for me to fall into that. But then once I go, I'm like, I can't believe I was even slightly second guessing not going. Like what is wrong with me? So try to put yourself into future you shoes when they're on the end of the trip that just got to have this like really cool experience and meet these people and feel refreshed and rejuvenated and be like, I'm so happy I did this. Like, it's going to be worth it. And tell the you now that you should take the trip because, you know, like the quotes everywhere. It's like, your money will return, but your time won't. And like, it's true. Like you're, and if you go, it doesn't mean you have to spend a million dollars. Like, like I said about the Netherlands, when I ended up finding a girl and I slept at her apartment for five days, like it's probably going to be like 150 a night for an Airbnb. And I got there and just finessed other things, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Okay, this photo have really helped me because I went on a really long trip in August. And in my head, before I left, I'm like, I need to go get some cold medicine. And I saw this TikTok of this girl who she gave her 24-hour cold remedy, all from Whole Foods, all natural, different homeopathic things. And I was like, I need to go buy all that stuff before I go to Europe. Because what if someone gets sick right before the wedding? Like, I just thought of it for everybody. And then I didn't do it. And then I caught a cold in Prague. Luckily, I found a Prague pharmacy and like got a bunch of things and like nipped it in the bud. I literally felt better 24 hours after. I think I took like three ginger shots, got a green juice, got some garlic, like literally honey, all the things. But it would have been nice if I had packed that and didn't have to like go out when I was feeling so tired and sick. So I feel like packing some cold medicine, maybe some anything else like sleeping pills. I don't know. A little pharmacy in your suitcase never hurt anybody, especially when you're gone for a long time. And then definitely consider travel insurance if you're going to be gone for a long time or if it's a really expensive trip. I don't get travel insurance every single time I travel, but my friend had spent 3K on a spring break trip for our senior year spring break. And it was like a big pre-planned itinerary, tour guides, all that stuff. She literally got like violently ill the day before she was supposed to leave. And she ended up not being able to go. But her dad convinced her to get travel insurance and she got all 3K back. She got all her money back. So definitely something to consider. Honestly, I do need to consider that more because my problem is I just try to be my own travel insurance by not booking things until like the day before the day of. Because I'm like, well, what about Mm. this? And then I don't book things, which 
most of the time is fine. But like there are times like six months out when I'm like, oh, I could book a trip for that thing, but I don't because I don't want to plan ahead because I'm like, well, what if something happens or I can't go? And I kind of forget that travel insurance just exists for those things. I know. And it's good too. I did get travel insurance for one of my trips. And then we got a flat tire with our rental car. And then it was so easy to file a claim and like it was fully covered. It was supposed to be $450 from the rental car for the flat tire. And it was fully covered from travel insurance. And how much was the travel insurance? $26, maybe. Maybe $14. I can't remember. It was not more than $30. Where did you get it? Alliance Global. A-L-L-I-A-N-Z. Has good... Okay. Policies. That's where I got it from. I've never bought it. And they it. have a yearly one too. If you're a digital nomad, they have like a yearly pass. I think it's like four fifty for the whole year. But that's like one. Just get it. That's like one hiccup though. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. definitely consider travel insurance. I know that's like so lame and so adult, but like my friend got all of her money back. That's insane. Yeah, I guess I also had like a a stigma against travel insurance that they like wouldn't actually give you anything back or cover it. Like I felt like there would be fine print. Yeah, definitely make sure what it would like it would be covered. But even I saw a TikTok of a girl recently who had to get emergency surgery and she's crying because she she couldn't go on her international trip. I'm like, ooh, wonder if she has travel insurance because if she did, it'd be fine because then they would just reimburse you for the hotels or whatever else. Um, yeah. True. Honestly, the less money you have, the more you should consider travel insurance. Because like, if you're a college (laughs) Mm -hmm. student and you're going on a 3K trip, that's probably like your whole semester's earnings if you're like barely working versus if you're like a grown adult who has like a stable job and you like miss a flight, like, okay, you'll recover. But yeah, if you're like younger and you're just out your whole trip, that would suck. Have you ever had to cancel a trip or a flight in all of your time? Knock on wood. No. Wow. I did once because I was so dumb. It was to Rio. I booked a flight in an Airbnb and then posted that I was going there. And someone was like, how did you get a visa so fast? And I was like, you don't need a visa. And they were like, yeah, they changed the law because the World Cup was there or some. It was either like before or after. And I don't think you need it anymore, but it was like for that time period. And I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to leave like in two days. And that luckily... I had at least bought, you know how like for a flight, if you buy a flight, you have like 24 hours to cancel. So thankfully I like bragged on the internet that I booked the flight. (laughs) (laughs) And someone's like, "Mm, are you sure about that? (laughs) And it was within the window. That's great. Yeah. And the lady that I booked the Airbnb, she was so sweet because I contacted her like immediately and was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I did not know. And so she refunded me. And I only got a flight credit, but it was like with United. So I obviously used it like probably the next month. Yeah. I've only had to cancel because of COVID when that all went down. Pretty sure I've never canceled a trip. So I love that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I I mean, I feel like we've done a good job. No, this was a fun one. I'm glad we did it. We love talking travel. I know. I could just keep rambling. I'm like, do we have to stop? I know. Well, stay tuned next week. We have a great episode coming soon. And we've got lots of new things coming. So we do. Oh, also, well, while you'll be listening to this, we'll be leaving for Costa Rica in a day, right? Yeah. So stock our socials. Stock. We'll try to hopefully get the people on the trip to tag the podcast Instagram so we can share a lot, reshare the stories. Because yeah, it'll be like the 15th through the 21st. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So, yeah, while you're listening to this, we'll either be on our way or heading out tomorrow. 
And then once we get through October, Kara and I have kind of been in our travel personal time, living personal life eras. And now in October, we have a ton of other work to do. And then I feel like it will be podcast time in November once we get back from all of this, because we have so many things that we want to do with the podcast for the podcast related to it that just like our our lives have not allowed. Right. We've been very busy, but soon enough, soon enough, we'll be back to our normal schedule and we'll be here always. This is true. I don't need a future trip. Like we have time. Like the podcast is going to exist forever. Like we don't have. Yeah. Okay. Exciting things to come. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.